All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another season of Empathic Futures Lab, the show about human-focused fo futures for the world in which we live in. I'm Chris. And I'm Christian. And yeah, we've been gone for a little while. We said we were going to do stuff over the summer. Uh, we did, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't really podcast. We had one podcast that I just never edited. Um, Oh, that never got up? <laughs> no, I never actually edited it. Um, I'll do that at some point coming up. Yeah, we can, we can store that one for later then. That's, yeah. That's our range. That's us getting ahead of ourselves. Maybe Thanksgiving week or something. Hey, you should have uh, Coulter on while I'm in Asia. That could be oh, my yeah, Asia yeah, yeah. trip well, one. Well, you'll probably need two while I'm in yeah. Asia. Yeah, no. Maybe, hmm, that's a good point. Maybe you could pod. Maybe you can like slip away for a couple, like one, like thirty minutes. I might uh, be able to do that. And and we could we could get your friends on too. Eh, yeah, I might be able to do that. Some of them might be interested in it. So yeah, let's consider that. Okay. Is is one of them the Amazon guy? No, I got people coming with me. One's an HVAC engineer in Chicago. One is the guy who wants to come on and talk about segregation at some point. Uh, the lawyer. Uh, is that Kwong? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we might, we, we might have him, yeah, Kwong, we might have him on separately. One works for yeah. Boeing, and then another guy is some computer scientist guy, computer <laughs> wait, science wait, wait, web so developer. So you're telling me you, get, you have this awesome array of people <laughs> you're traveling with. Oh, we should definitely do something. We yeah, do... we can consider it. We'll consider it. See if they, we'll, like, we'll see if they want to. Like 30 minutes. Yeah. When you get there, like, totally, like, uninebriated, or post-inebriation. Well... Probably won't be inebriated during the middle of the day. Um, it'll also be 13 hours ahead, so it'll be hard to... Or 12 hours ahead, so it'll be hard to, to do. Um, uh, we could work that out. We could probably work that out. But anyway, yeah, we could, do, we, we could do that. Yeah, anyway, uh, for those who don't know, I'm going to Asia for two weeks starting in the beginning of November. Anyway, this is not what we wanted to talk about. That was just completely a side tangent of mine. Uh, okay. Kind of what we wanted to talk about. It's actually part of it. Definitely. Yeah, so we what we wanted to do is go over what we did this summer uh because clearly we weren't podcasting um and also <laughs> go over our, sort of our plans for this coming uh this coming season the fall and spring winter season um and sort of talk about our future and the future of the show we definitely want to continue doing um it's just a matter of kind of solving we have I, some topics in mind i think it's just kind of going over what we want to do at this point I just had a cool idea hmm. for that um, because you talk about you got this friend in Boeing, you got this friend that's like an HVAC engineer, you have a friend who's working at Amazon, and like they all have a pretty unique perspective. We did that talk with Marco, and yeah. his 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 back his background is similar to ours, but I think you know it might be interesting to have on some people that are less of a designy background, maybe, and then try to build a conversation out of that too yeah we could definitely do something along those lines um and i don't see why not i'll just have to see if they want to actually be on the show uh, there's one the hvac engineer i don't know if he'd really want to talk about work uh, okay. but he'll have other That's... ideas that we can talk about yeah uh so yeah we could definitely string something like that together uh, yeah I think, I think that's a really interesting way we could approach it where we're do we want to talk about the summer stuff we did first? Maybe we should start there. Yeah, let's do that. I keep railroading this. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I could start since I didn't actually do all that much over the summer, and then we'll get into yours since yours is a little more interesting and probably take a little longer to discuss and talk about. Um, yeah, and I haven't really heard about your summer yet, so I think that'll be kind of fun to talk about for the first time on here. Uh, yeah, so I think last last we left off, um, what was I doing? I think I was starting this class on full stack web developer, which is something that is uh, progressed. Uh, I'm almost done with it. Kind of stopped working on it for the past month before starting to work on it again for the past week. Um, okay. But there's only a little bit left. It's completing a project that I'm working on now, and then there's one small segment of it left on running uh, running servers, essentially, and, and how to get those set up. So uh, that could be useful for our project coming up. Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I've been having a really good time uh, coding websites and, and um, web developing. Uh, it's actually really fun compared to architecture just because the timeline and the, the rate of change is so much greater. Like we've talked about that a couple times, I think, on this show, but it is true that you can iterate through things and see things happen. Yeah, you see it like literally, re almost literally real time. It's not like as you're typing, but... Uh, it's pretty close to that. You just click save and hit refresh and you can see what you've created. So very different from architecture where you can't yeah, really do that. Where you have to, like, in order to do a true iteration, you have to build a building and see how it works. And then... Right. I mean, the closest thing you get is hit re render again and wait a couple minutes while the render goes. Like, <laughs> similar. superficial change. Right, <laughs> right. Similar, but not really. Um but yeah, it's fun. Um, we have a very draft work in progress website up for our next project. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, I could, I should, I could update some of the text on that. Yeah. Um, just, you'll have to, so, yeah, just put it in a, like a word document and send it to me. I, I, that's not definitely not the final design of the website. It's just kind of something up there to get it up there. Um, but yeah, if you want to see it, it's picnic.digital is the, hmm. the URL. I owe you money for this. Yeah. Or it's, our pictures are squished. I know. I need to fix that. <laughs> it's kind of funky. It's very, very work in progress. I just wanted yeah, to get something we, um, out there. Yeah. So this, we can get into this a little bit more later, but we put this together as part of a submission for a grant. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chris put the whole website together. But yeah. I did a lot of the graphics stuff. More or less all of the graphics. Which is just like a rhino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing very intense. Uh, yeah, but I think yeah, that'll be cool getting all that together. Um, but hopefully, we talked about this installation uh, last season. But I we think talked, yeah, about its aspirations probably more than anything else. Right, and now it's starting to become more real. So we're starting to figure out what exactly we want to build and and what we want to do for a website for it and things like that. So things are coming along, um, but that's hopefully maybe the first real project that I work on in terms of with what my web development aspirations are to the extent that yeah. I have aspirations in that. We'll see. Yeah. And if we were to call like empathic futures lab, a firm of some sort, like we technically kind of have a client. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind <laughs> so, of cool. It's like halfway to so a that's, client. That's, that's actually really exciting. Right. Uh, and there's, there's potential for something like this to be, productized, commoditized, I guess you could say, and, and distributed. And um, 
I think we should actually talk to Coulter about this too, because he has some sort of a, he has some ideas about backing forming and lights and stuff. So, nice, nice. Okay. Uh, so he's definitely someone that we could get on board. Okay. Um, I'd be down so, to talk to him. He's totally yeah, so definitely go check out picnic.digital. Picnic.digital. Yeah. See, see, and it's not like .com or anything. And like you can't, I don't think if you like Google search it, like through the Google app, it doesn't work too well. But if you if you just like URL, the URL is just picnic.digital, whereas digit.digital instead of .com. Right, right. Uh, That'll get you right there. And, and hopefully, I'll once I'm done with this class, I'll actually update it to a real working website. Um, that I'll try to plug some time this week to get some good text in there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and think about what sort of graphics we want up there. Right now, those are... I'm going to mess with them a little bit, but we'll see yeah. what it looks like. Okay, so let's let's go on to your summer. I, um, did you have any more? No, I don't. I didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, I did that, and I spent a lot of time outside and played tennis. What about these books you've been reading now? Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's, we, let's, we'll cover those when we talk about what we want to do this season, maybe. Okay. Well, important thing is, Chris has also been reading some awesome books and uh they're gonna heavily influence uh i think our discussions yeah. we'll see we'll see in some way in some way i mean there definitely will be an influence yeah um and there's some good ones and we just finished up a good one or i just finished up a couple good ones too so um we'll see about all that that'll that'll come up anyway my summer it started off and so when I, when both Chris and I were in grad school, uh, there was an opportunity that I got to be able to do, um, along with a couple other friends, that um, we went to Volterra, Italy. Um, and this was for a workshop where uh, you were looking at some sort of, what were we looking at? You sort of had to understand the ancient context of the city. It dates back to the Etruscan period, which is technically before the... Like the people right before Rome. But yeah, it's basically before Rome really became a thing. Yeah, I think Rome uh-huh. took over Etruscan yeah. territory, essentially. But anyway. And so this, this city, uh, it dates back then. And so maybe that's... 2,000, 2,500, maybe 3,000 years. I, I don't know exactly. Um, and then and then it becomes a Roman city after that, after Etruscan city. And so the, the city itself is kind of cool. You see all these layers built up over time. After uh, it, it had a, a Medici, um, it was occupied by the Medicis for a period of time as well uh, when Florence was big. Um, in, I guess more medieval times, I suppose, and and then it it, it it sort of rolls forward into today. It's been continuously occupied and, and used and lived in, and they have all sorts of cool art festivals and music shows, and um, more on that later, actually, because I have a project that semi relates to those things. Um, and so went there as no longer as a student this time, but this time I went as a uh, as an instructor. Uh, for the workshop, and I got to work with uh, four great students, um, each uh, two of which were from Poland, the school in Warsaw, and one of which one two the other two were from Michigan schools. Uh, unfortunately, all of our students dropped out. Uh, well, we only had one that ever actually committed, and he he ended up dropping out. So, 
Uh, it's kind of unfortunate for the school and our lack of representation there, but I have to have a meeting with David uh, Chasco about you know, drumming up more excitement for it this time around. So hopefully that happens. And maybe I'll get to go again. I probably won't go next year. I'll probably maybe go in two years. We'll see. Um, and so went there, worked with the students. They had to develop a project at the Ancient Roman Theater, which was a museum for that theater. And uh, they had a really cool design that they came up with, which was basically you, you set up the museum as a ring all around the ancient site and kind of make the, the site itself the object of the museum and a place that you could go into and experience, as well as having uh, periphery uh, galleries as you walk around this thing. And so I thought it was a really unique design, and I don't know if I'll ever, I'll probably post some of that work somewhere at some point. Um, one of our blogs or websites or something, but um, that was that was really fun, and so that was the first ten days of the trip. Uh, it was in Volterra, Italy. The next seven days were in Athens, and one of the things I wanted to do while I was over was I had this idea for a project, which was to um, well actually let me backtrack real quick. We'll we'll pause at Volterra because. It's kind of important how I got to Volterra. So that, that I left it on July 30th or the end of July for Volterra. But I was able to work something out with the School of Architecture, fortunately enough, where um, I did all the cattle. I did cataloging of all the physical models that the school has on archiving, on archives. And so that was really fun, uh, Going, being able to go through and see a bunch of uh, models and projects from people and myself when we were in school. And then a lot of stuff that was a lot older and a lot more interesting, probably, uh, to see all that. And so we went through and made this big archive and are in the process of evaluating what we keep and what we don't. And so that doing that work helped to pay uh, for my trip nice. over to Italy. And it paid for the workshop fee. So really appreciative to, appreciative to the school for that. Honestly, they've just been really good to me there. So I, I can't complain about anything. <laughs> Uh, and they even gave me an office. Uh, <laughs> <sir. laughs> it's kind of a shoebox, but... It's better uh, than no office, yeah. It's an office, and it makes you... It at least makes me look official when I have to talk to my students about, you know, whatever, if it's grades or uh, how they can improve their projects or whatever. Right. So, <clears throat> and then I wear my glasses, my professor glasses. <laughs> um <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so that so that was sort of and, and before that in the summer nothing was really happening. Uh, I was working at Ratio full time and then doing this other stuff and finishing up a couple other small projects over the summer uh, that I had started while unemployed in Philadelphia and then doing this archiving stuff. So then then July hit and I'm like okay well let's do this. Did the Volterra thing that was really fun. There's a lot of great people that I met there as well. You know the Polish instructor. Um, got along with real well. He was a little bit younger, and then the two, the two, uh, the two faculty from the Michigan schools as well. So kind of unique networking opportunity in a way too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and they suggested a lot of opportunities for like postgraduate schooling and that sort of crap that nice. I'm not ready for. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Yeah, but that that was great to go to. And then decided to take a solo trip by myself to Athens, um, and and the point of that point of that was well I'd never been there and it seems like a pretty cool place to go to, uh, but secondly 
I want to do this, uh, I have this video project where I'm looking at megastructure and how that could actually look like in, in real contextual environments. And so what I did while I was in Greece, I took a lot of uh, 10 second video vignettes that I'm going to superimpose these megastructural forms, um, we call them greebles, like a greebling form <laughs> into, uh, and you can look up that word greeble the other day, but it's, it, it's kind of a funny one. Uh, so take a second right now to look that up, and then you have a really good idea of uh, what this sort of looks like. How do you spell Greeble? G-R-E-E-B-L-E. Um, it, it's like the typical Star Wars sort of overly complex surface. Oh. Oh. Um, but that's that's like a thing in architecture right now, and you know some cities kind of look like they're Greeble-fied too. Huh. But, um, Oh, there's there's the siren. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but anyway, the uh, what I'm gonna do is kind of build like these greeble forms into existing, you know, highly contextual, uh, historic and monumental environments that you see in Athens and all over Greece and in uh, Italy as well. And so I took these 10 second video vignettes, and, and the point of this is to really look at, you know, one of the arguments against megastructure was that it was never explored at a first person perspective. Yeah, uh, terribly well, and so what I did is I took all these videos at a first-person perspective in these really fantastic places across huh. Italy and Greece, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put some pseudo mega forms, mega structures into them and see see what that actually looks like. Okay, okay. And so that's kind of a fun little exercise that I am working on, and hope to actually get started on for real soon uh, once some of this other stuff dies down, and so that. And so I did all these video vignettes and enjoyed my time in Greece and talked to a lot of cool people because, uh, well, when you're in a different country by yourself and you don't really speak the language, it gets kind of boring and lonely every every once in a while. But saw a lot of cool places. I got to the, I got to over to Crete on a day trip. Got to see the ancient Minoan palace. I uh, got to go to Mycenae as well and see a lot of ancient places where. The civilization's probably a lot more civilized than than we would give them credit for. Huh. <laughs> so it's and you know the sort of the sort of advancements that they have and that may have been lost to time and then sort of recuperated over time. Yeah. It was, it was interesting and a lot of a lot of amazing history that I would suggest as an architectural sort of uh, pilgrimage was, was super fun. And then after that, I met up with some college friends. Uh, for the last 10 days in Italy. And we started off in Rome, did all the normal Rome stuff, had some good food. Then we went to Naples, did the Naples stuff, had some good pizza. Nice. Then we went to Florence, did the Florence stuff, had some good food. Florence is great, probably my favorite in Italy. I also really like Volterra, but it's a vastly different scale. Huh. Um, and then... I, I, every every one of these locations, I'm sort of taking these video vignettes, and then went to Venice, and I hated Venice. The food sucked too. Really? Yeah, everything's like it's not it's not like made to be eaten food. It's like made to be tourist food. Huh. Kind of. Instagram food. Yeah, it's and, and what really pissed me off about Venice was apparently like the seagulls and pigeons are super aggressive. Oh. And like rip each other apart and stuff, but I guess partly as a result of that, partly because of tourism douches, 
you can you cannot sit in San Marco Square unless you're at a restaurant sitting. So you cannot sit like on the steps. Anywhere. Really? Wow. And you can't have food in the main square either. Wow. Um, and so it's just an extremely oppressive, awful place. Yeah. That and is... it rained almost the whole time we were in Venice. So that's that awful. Me I mean, that... oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot to mention, when we were in Florence, um, we got to go to the two Ferrari museums, uh, which are maybe like two hours away from Florence, hmm. uh, one of which was like a famous architecture project. I can, uh, Ferrari Museum Modena. So the one in Modena was done by, I can't remember, Future Systems? Is that Future Systems? Yeah. You can you can look that up. Ferrari Museum in Modena. It looks ridiculous. It's got like these well, 10 openings. It should have 12 openings on the top for the V12, but it only has 10. Huh. Oh. Yeah, pretty modern. Yeah. So Future that was, Systems. That was actually a really cool, huh. fun place. That is um, cool. And, and they had a car there that was a week later after we left one of a very similar model and there's only like 50 or something of these cars in the world but one of a similar model to the car that was there ended up selling for uh was it 75 million or 50 million at auction <laughs> dang yeah. that's crazy yeah and so that was really fun yeah this is an interesting building wow it's kind of cool yeah and Definitely they, they like, cool. projected under the wall and everything so my friend DJ, he like he, he really loves cars, and so we had to. This was like a last minute thing that we went out to Modena and Marinello to see the museums and the Ferraris and everything. Right. Was, it ended up being one of the most exciting, fun things of the trip, I think. And apparently, Kevin keeps telling me, Kevin Erickson, that there the best restaurant in the world is at the Ferrari Museum. Really. In Marinello. The best restaurant in the world. I don't know. I guess you sit in a Ferrari or something. Huh. I don't know what it's called. Interesting. Well, you have to check it out at some point. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me see. And then came back and started teaching the next, started the teaching stuff like the next day. Yeah. So there's some jet lag that I had to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we got into this Graham Foundation grant immediately also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after that, um, we had started the Graham Foundation grant while we were over, while I was over there actually. Uh, yeah. the main writing portion and then maybe you want to explain this i've been talking a lot yeah yeah okay so so once we started to get a better idea of what we want to do with this installation that we've been talking about we put together some proposal christian did a lot of the work um over the summer uh to put together this proposal and then took it to jeff poss who's sort of the acting director of the university of illinois architecture school and asked him if he would give us money to do this in the architecture school. Uh, and he said, what, more or less that he supports it, but he had some other ideas, essentially. Like, maybe right. we should go talk to a local developer and uh, someone who's doing really cool things in the Champaign-Urbana community, um, Matt Cho, because he has a new space in town. And he's like, why don't you do this? But instead of doing it in like a museum setting, like you would in a gallery, do it in a food dining experience setting so we sort of recalibrated a little bit the design didn't change all that much but we've kind of toned it down and, and recalibrated towards dining 
I would add, we also thought it was a really great idea. Right, right. No, we're, yeah. yeah, we were totally on board with this. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a good way of thinking about it in terms of not being a museum piece and more being an actually useful something that people yeah. can use in their lives. So we went to Matt. Well, okay, so we, we want to do that, but then Jeff also suggested that we go and get funding uh, from other sources and that he would, you know, help us out. But he's like, why don't you go ask, go get some grants. Um, so we applied to the Graham grant, which was due the weekend, what, it was September 15th? Two Saturday, weeks ago. Saturday. Two weeks ago, Saturday. Yeah, two weeks ago, Saturday, September 15th. So yeah, as soon as Christian got back, we had kind of started it, um, but then we really kicked it off and, and worked on the writing aspect of it and kind of re- uh, reining in exactly what we wanted to do and how we wanted to describe what we wanted to do and how we wanted to talk about it. Um, but then we also got together a work sample. Christian did a really good job of putting together a work sample and we submitted to the Graham Foundation. So hopefully we make the second round of interviews or whatever is that second round. That'd be pretty cool. And then there's at least two more that we're applying to as well. Right, right. But the Graham one was like we had to apply very recently to hopefully get money next summer. So the idea is sort of uh, maybe we do like sort of the small scale version initially as sort of a testing ground, uh, mm-hmm. maybe sometime this week, this winter, with limited funding, and then once we get the more expansive funding, not like a whole lot of money, but we asked for uh, a chunk of money from the Graham Foundation to do something that will actually be a little bigger and and a little more, a little bigger in scope in terms right. of what we're trying and to accomplish. The way we kind of see the project right now, if we want to talk about that a little yeah, bit, well, yeah, let's uh, describe you can it. kind of go to the website and you see, if you go to the website digital.picnic, you'll see some images of like this envelope structure uh, being suspended inside a space over a table, basically. Right, right. and the text uh, for that is the actual project abstract that we submitted to the application. Right. It's all the same text. I just copied and pasted the text with images, so it's not right. exactly... Uh, a whole lot to read, but on every page it's just copied and pasted the abstract. So if you want to know a little bit about what that is, and we'll we'll fix, we'll we'll clean that up too, so that there's different text for each picture. Right, right. Uh, but and we we call it I dream of a digital picnic, and and one of the things that we like about that you kind of think about with picnics or something like a potluck is, uh, and we actually did this in my studio on Friday. Everyone sort of brought something else. Like everyone brought something to the picnic and you sort of combine that together to, to make something. And that's that's kind of what we're thinking about more along kind of where our thoughts are with the project right now is like, can we develop a series of products or ideas that encourages a, a, a digital physical interaction uh, within the world? And so um, I think like this, this envelope structure is like one really kind of ambitious way of doing that with both light and sound, uh, but we're also kind of thinking about different ways in which you can break those things out into pieces and 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 maybe build like on a product line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of to get a little bit more to really reach what our clients' goals are for like this first iteration of the project. But ultimately, what you'll see here is is what we want to build as as that like grand foundation. Uh, version of the project right and, and the other thing with the di- digital picnic which i think is is interesting is sort of this idea that in a, in a picnic you're kind of going out into the quote-unquote wilderness as like a civilized person but you're kind of day tripping into the wilderness or day tripping into nature 
uh, in the same way that maybe a digital picnic is you're, you're in the physical world, but you're sort of taking this small day trip into the digital world and seeing how they yeah. interact with each other. That's probably the best way I've ever heard that word in. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So I, I think hopefully we will, with this kind of give, not like a full scale, like huge digital physical interaction but sort of these small scale things where like you create things digitally and and they're sort of trans yeah artifacts create digital artifacts that are kind of translated into physical experiences sensorial experiences i think that's really the goal Um, yeah and that's and another one of those projects that we had talked about that could fit into this digital picnic thing is like these soundscape bubbles that, that you might be able to build and sort of exist within within a digital map essentially but it's it's something when you pass through it physically you, you don't you may not actually feel that you're passing through it but you can sort of have this right. uh, sound attunement or something that, that happens right. when you do so I think I think that's another one that we've talked about that, that I'm really excited about doing eventually yeah yeah um, that would be really cool I think the sound I wonder if we could turn our project this initial project into sort of a soundscape thing I think you had talked about a distributed speaker system at one point. Maybe as you maybe they're all playing sound at the sort of default level, and as oh, you get close to it, it like turns yeah. on louder or something. I don't know. I think it'd be kind Coulter, of cool. Coulter showed me something, which which basically it's this thing that allows you to just turn basic materials into speakers. Huh. Interesting. All right. I'll, 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 we'll go over this. We'll go over this later. But it, I was super exciting. Yeah, uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, because this touches exactly what we want to do. So I'm really excited for that one. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I was talking about this with him, and he showed me that. So Nice. Uh, that was that was really fun. Okay. Let's see, upcoming projects. So this we talked about this one. Right, yeah, I think uh, the, the, kind of the big thing on our docket right now, besides the podcast, is just making this right. thing real. And then I'm, I'm working on this like Army Corps of Engineers thing with a group here at U of I and we're developing like deployable housing strategies. And so that's really fun and kind of right up my alley. Uh, and there's a lot of things that you have to keep into consideration in terms of efficiencies and logistics. And it's a whole other set of parameters that you never really expect to encounter, I think. Yeah. Specific yeah. ballistics resistance. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. something you don't really expect to encounter. But they're um, they're also kind of forward thinking too, and they they really want to look at ways in which you can start. Uh, utilizing like artificial intelligence within these environments and stuff. So that's, maybe that's super fun. Yeah, that might be something to sort of monitor. I wonder, is that something that we could have someone on our podcast to talk about that besides you? I mean, you'll be in it, but I wonder if there's someone else that we might be able to bring on. Um, So the woman that we're working with for this, she's a U of I graduate, and she went to work for the Army Corps, and she's sort of our our liaison. I mean, she's, she is like, she, she's like the head of the projects or something. I don't, I don't know exactly her title, but, uh, she's the one that's kind of filtering all the information to us. Uh, she does a very, very good job of encrypting it, huh. <laughs> I think. Um, so I don't know if there's much, but she's also like super smart and has a lot of great ideas and things to say okay. so well i mean potentially at some point maybe if you develop just... some sort of working nice amicable relationship with her maybe yeah. we can convince her to come on that could be cool yeah no be, i mean that's like a whole other category of stuff that we don't have like any background in at all so. yeah well yeah yeah and it might not even be talking about this maybe it'd just be an interesting conversation to have someone like her on 
that's definitely the case, like just at, at base level. Um, I already talked about the other project, um, the mega structures thing. And then I'm just applying to schools, you know, for like yeah. some sort of grad thing. So yeah. that's, that's me. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's talk about maybe what we want to, what we want to do with this, uh, upcoming season a little bit where we yeah, want to go. Yeah. I think this being sort of having taken, taken a long break over the summer and, and sort of restarting this in some ways, this is an easy point to sort of readjust or maybe not readjust, but adjust our path or sort of take a clean start to some things. Um, I don't know necessarily if that's really useful or if we really just should keep going with what we've been doing. But as Christian said, there's been, I've, I've been doing a lot of reading over the summer and, and he's had plenty of new experiences over the summer. Uh, so I don't know if things will necessarily be exactly the same as where we last left off, which is fine. Um, I'm pretty excited about starting things up again and seeing where these are going. Hopefully we have a few more guests among other things. Yeah, yeah, we've got a couple written down. I know I've got at least one. Coulter is definitely in. He listens to it too, so. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah, and, and having, we were just talking before we started this that having looked at some of our ideas for topics coming up that maybe there's a little bit more of a social orientation in some of these things, which is definitely related to what I've been reading. So that, that could be something to look out for. I don't know if it's something to look forward to or it's just something that's going to happen. Um, well, I think maybe maybe what we could say is it might just be a little bit less architecture focused. Right. Maybe that's a good way of putting it. And it, whether it's social or sort of a topic that's outside of our wheelhouse necessarily, but something that someone else is much more right. capable of or interesting to talk about. Right. Well, so, so a good way... Of, I was, I'm reading this book right now called Winner Take All, and it's, uh, I don't remember who it's by, but it's called Winner Take All, and, and basically... Anand, right? Huh? Anand? Anand? Oh, yeah. Anand something, probably. Winner Take All. Anand Gir... Um. <laughs> okay, well... Gir de Haradas. Apologies to him if for butchering his last name. Um... Winners Take All. Winners Take All is the book. And essentially the premise is that there's growing inequality in the world we live in and the way that the world has sort of organized itself over the last 30 years or so um, is that the winners in the business world are sort of the people leading the charge in terms of changing the world, like, you know, the social justice-oriented businesses and things of that nature. Surface. Right, and... and yeah, it looks good. It's good for their sort. It's good for optics, right? For these companies. Um, but the premise being that if you are the one of the quote unquote winners, should you really be one of the people who is trying to radically change the world? Since there are two problems, I guess, kind of that he's pointed out, at least to the extent that I've read the book so far. The first being you're trying to change the world with the tools that made the world the way it is in the first place. So that's sort of, I don't know bias built in right it has the bias built into it and the second point is if you are a winner quote-unquote winner in today's world you're not going to want to change what made you a winner so you're going to look for win-win situations uh, where you win and the people who are not winners the losers in this situation also win um, so really it's like the status quo is being perpetuated the status quo is being perpetuated in a way that like 
brings up a little bit the losers without really changing the underlying issues behind that because the winners also win. That's that's basically his premise. It's a really interesting premise. I'm I'm sort of starting to buy into it, especially as someone who is very much more of a capitalist, market-oriented person beforehand. I, I, I it's, it's something that's starting to convince me otherwise uh, in some ways. But anyway, where I was going with this was not necessarily some rant about society, at least not yet. But where I was going with this is we were just talking about getting into getting into things that aren't necessarily related to architecture, which is what we're trained in. But there was this interesting premise brought up by this book and, and an accompanying podcast to this book. And they were talking about how we've kind of given, we've kind of been taken in by this idea that like business practices and uh, con- business consulting practices and, and advertising, uh, marketing and other such ideas for solving corporate problems are really the way to solve problems at large. So you look at like all these companies like Deloitte or McKinsey uh, are the ones who are brought in to do consulting to solve problems. Uh, one reference was to Obama. When he had social issue problems, he would bring in people like Deloitte or McKinsey to look into them, which on the surface is, is smart to bring in a consulting firm to look at this problem, uh, quote unquote, objectively. But the, if you kind of take a step back and wonder, like, why do these people, why is it that we're considering firms like Deloitte or McKinsey to have the tools necessary to solve these problems? It's like, well, it's because we've placed so much faith in 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 the business consulting world or the marketing world to solve problems with their tools and they've to the to the extent that maybe we don't put as much faith into the problem, into the ability of, of doctors or artists or poets or architects um, to use their separate way of thinking to solve these problems. So it's like, it's a question of why, do, why, why is that mode of thinking so much better than other modes of thinking? That's my little spiel on why I think it's useful for us to apply design, our way of thinking about design to world problems. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, it's, it's definitely opening some perspectives for me. Yeah, so some of the things that we were thinking about discussing this season, where do we start? Well, blockchain's been on the list for a while. Yep. The idea of bias, tools, media, anywhere, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, we have a number of guests that we're interested in having come on. One guest I'm looking at is done a lot of cool research in terms of studying ancient environments which is fun deployable housing uh, future transportation what is circular economy that's something i saw on we uh ideos website but they're talking about this idea that as you use things it comes back and gets reused it's like it's sort of like recycling i think okay. but not necessarily the physical product though it could be but yeah, similar to recycling. Perhaps the divide between baby boomers and millennials. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's been in the news a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Could be um, useful. Yeah, so we're also interested in these hot topics as well. Right, right. But I mean, not to say that we aren't interested in some of these other topics. Like, I'm still super interested in WeWork and what they're doing. So I think it'd be right. useful to talk about some of what's going on with WeWork and uh, what they're, where they're ending up how things are going with them, or else, anything else we want to go over here? We covered what we did, what we're going to do, what we're actively doing, I don't think so. 
Okay. I think I have too much else to add. Cool. Well, um, stay tuned. We'll have another one of these out we, next week. Back in your ears. Well, today is Sunday when we're recording it. They usually, whenever Chris has time to edit them. Basically. I think I'm thinking they'll come out on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Does Tuesday okay. seem like a good day? Yeah, people get past Monday and then you just kind of settle down for the work week, right? Yeah, I think I'm thinking Tuesdays because then I either edit it Sunday night or Monday night, which should be fine. So I will have them out on Tuesdays. That will be the plan. Sounds good. Barring catastrophe, but Tuesdays. <laughs> we'll have that. The sound. What did we do over the summer? Was that the Soundscapes one? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I think it might have been. So that was the one where we actually talked about this idea that we discussed very briefly. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll put it out. That'll, that's an interesting one. I'm glad we have it in our back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, you know. We'll, 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 we'll keep that one. For Maybe a, over a holiday weekend or something. Definitely. Do Probably when you're not here. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right. like a plan. Well, Thanks we'll for listening, everyone. Yeah. yeah. See you next week. <laughs>